so I reiterate here, the bill is dead. The story of this great city is about the years before this night. We are free! Hey everyone, this is Ho Ho Hong Kong with me. Vivek, Bani, and my co-host, who is... I'm here, Muhammad Magdi. He did it. He's I here. am back. He's on the podcast. His voice is heard once again. The sensors are no longer working. And if you think I made the trip to Australia, you're very mistaken. I would never get a visa. Absolutely. You are the one who came back to Hong Kong. I, I agree with you on <laughs> that one because it turned out I realized one thing when I was in Australia. Yeah. I have a flat in Hong Kong, but I'm paying rent in Australia. <laughs> That is, a bad decision, yeah, that is a bad decision, and I'm not doing any more of that yeah. unless I'm getting paid for it. Yeah. So that was the decision to come back to Hong Kong also because I have letters to open and bills to pay over letters here. Letters to open? Yeah, I get letters in my mailbox. Why do you get letters? I thought letters is like, they deliver it like in your... They, so... Uh, see, mo- Wait, am I, am I drunk? Are you <laughs> saying letters or letters? Letters, letters. Letters. Yeah, oh, okay. You I'm letters the letters. vegetable? I'm like, what the fuck? All right, let me just clarify something. Okay, <laughs> so today... To, come back to Hong Kong for lettuce? <laughs> lettuce, yeah. Hey, I thought Australia is like flesh. Let me, let me just tell you, the Chinese lettuce, you know, <laughs> yeah. with the and the lettuce and stuff like that. All right, so just to clarify, everybody, you will find that today, the two hosts are yeah. probably going to be slurring our words a bit more. Why? Uh, because what happens earlier on, we went for dinner, right? Right. And I, I had a long day today. I did gig and everything. And w- why do we go for dinner on our own without our guests? Yeah, it's because <laughs> I yeah. kept messaging our guests. Yeah. Our guests decided, you know what? Fuck you guys. Exactly. Silent treatment for you. Yeah. And by silent treatment, I meant literally silence because he yeah. was sleeping at the time, which is fair, yeah. which is understandable. Yeah. I get it. But the point is this: the whole time I was like, oh my god, is he is he alive? Yeah. I was more worried. I about- genuinely thought like. One, he is dead in his in his hotel room. Yeah. Or he got arrested at the airport. One of those. Yeah. Yeah. Then I think you said you saw something on Instagram where he's like, no, he did. Yeah, yeah. I saw. Yeah, I went on his Instagram and I saw that he was eating lax. I'm like, oh yeah, it's probably food poisoning. So therefore, for all the adults, all the old <laughs> yeah. generation people, are like you kids, where's your privacy? You don't have to tell everybody everything. No, you do. Yeah, you do. You actually do have to tell everybody everything, so yeah. we actually know where you are. <laughs> should situations like so this going happen. back to the letters in your mailbox. Yeah. So I came back to Hong Kong to open my letters in my mailbox. <laughs> Stop <and> saying <laughs> letters. Yeah. <laughs> so annoying. Yeah. It's more efficient than letters. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, anyway, so long story short, we may be slurring our words a bit more than yeah. our guest tonight, mostly because we were actually at a restaurant just now, and I was in a very good mood. Right. Because I finished the gig. The gig went well. Uh, they haven't paid me yet, mm. so I don't know why I'm in a good mood just yet. Mm. Well, but, uh, you just sold out all of your Melbourne shows. I did that as well. And you so. need to celebrate with someone who's not your girlfriend. Correct. Yes. Yeah. And so I went with someone the, who's, you know, the anti-girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. The the complete opposite yeah someone i don't want to be anywhere physically close to <laughs> no i yeah. so mo was over there we had some drinks and the the manager at the restaurant was like hey you guys have another round on me. by the way shout out feenies great restaurant we plugged them here before yeah yeah they, great uh, restaurant let me tell you this when Super i go for nice. pizza i go for feenies yeah yeah because let me just say when it comes to the game of pizzas it's done because they're feenies you get oh, it? No, Feeny. okay, no, no. Yeah. Okay, stop the recording. <laughs> <laughs> let's just go home. Okay. <laughs> let's, let, no, let's, let's just go, start let's over. Let's go to our guest. Let's yeah, go to our yeah, guest. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. Terrible. We need someone with actual jokes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so today we have the privilege of being with a friend who comes to us from Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. Uh, you have definitely seen him on Netflix. You've heard his voice all over the radio if you tune in uh, using a VPN. 
I guess that's how you do radio nowadays. I have no idea. Uh, it doesn't I think matter. You just buy a device with an antenna. Is that right? One of those things works out, but you're so far in Hong Kong, you know. <laughs> I don't think it gets that, that reception that far. But today, let's see. Let's, let's, let's first ask him how does radio work. We'll, yeah. we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> so to, he's having a show tomorrow at PMQ. That's I get to okay. Be his... I, you are drunk. Yeah. By the time this comes out, oh, he yeah. has already left Hong Kong. Oh, <laughs> we're doing an incep- inception uh, uh, ten, ten, tenant kind of thing. No, this is just how time works. Please welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get straight into it. So everybody, I just want to say this is not Feeney's fault. This is purely our fault, all right? This is us doing the stupid stuff. So please welcome to the mic. Why am I saying okay? Please our guest is Kevin J. Oh here, hey. Hey guys. Uh hey dude. Yeah, that Feeney's joke was great. Like I, I enjoyed it. Thank you very much. <laughs> Honestly, like you know, you're doing something right when you when you see a comedian laughing. <laughs> you're like, all right, all right, that's uh, it's, I'm it's either completely right or completely wrong. Oh, I, true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, but understand one thing. Usually, when comedians laugh at other comedians, there's only two options. One is that they're genuinely funny. The other one is they're bombing. <laughs> so my Feeny joke was a pure bomb, oh. and Kevin is just being so polite because he's like, first of all, these guys could probably edit this podcast and ruin my name. Somehow <laughs> cut out all the nice words that I say. And second of all, he hasn't done a show yet at PMQ. And chances are, he's like, I bet you this ass is going to sabotage it. Somehow he's going <laughs> to tell people some stuff. Well, what you don't know is that we don't edit this podcast like we bear. Right, I don't right. think we ever like really had to. We just add the intro and outro and that's it. Yeah. yeah. So uh, welcome uh, back to Hong Kong. When was the last time you were here? Oh, I, can't, I can't even remember. I think this was 2015 or 16. Ooh. That was a long time ago. Eight years. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel like a big change from the last, like from just what you remember? I mean, there's still a lot of buildings. Uh, <laughs> and I forgot how much uh, stairs I had to climb just walking in right. the street. Like, that's weird for me mm. because usually there's no stairs in the street. Like, you know, thank God for escalators though. Like, you know, it, it's just like I, I was walking to the hotel from the train station and I was walking and it's like, why is there stairs in the mm. middle of town? Like, But we have escalators as well you can in the middle of town. Yes, yes. But I didn't have to climb too many stairs, yeah. which was nice. But you're based in Kuala Lumpur, and that's a very flat city, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, no, I mean, there's hills. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> geography works <laughs> in Kuala yeah. Lumpur. But, but they have cars as well. Yes, they they we drive do. everywhere. So the hills don't make shit, and they can't <laughs> drive on stairs. You see, that's the issue over here. So, yeah, that's the one thing I do appreciate when I'm in KL. You guys drive everywhere, and it's just like you get lazy real quick, and you get fat even faster. Yeah, so, hey, Kevin, so, okay, so you came back to Hong Kong after all these years, mm-hmm. you're doing the show, by this time, just, uh, uh, let me recap the show, killed completely, audience was on the floor, is laughing, everything's great, so, okay. show, show review is done. Fair enough. Yeah, right, okay, so, but the thing is that, when you came to Hong Kong, how many of your relatives or family gave you a list of things to buy and bring back? Did you get that? Actually, no. Uh, and here's the reason why, because I hardly talk to my family. Uh, <laughs> no, because I, yeah, it's just Indian people, right? Uh, they will give me a list and I just don't tell them. They, they find out the day of uh, I'm leaving, right? And then, then From your Instagram. Out. On my Instagram, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Like, so, I, like, my, my parents don't even Gavin know. Gavin is here. at the airport again. <laughs> <laughs> my that was are... a half-assed attempt at an Indian accent that I abandoned very quickly. <laughs> you so don't I'm have not... to try. Just talk. <laughs> it's an Indian accent, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like you know what now. Like, 
two Indians, I should probably not do that. So just to let you know actually what happened tonight is that you might be like, the acoustics are kind of weird today. What's happening? So we're actually in Coven's hotel room with only two mics but three people. <laughs> Check it out. Three guys, two mics. How will they make this work? You know, the guy who lives next door is going to think I'm super weird. I, I, I don't know if there's anyone next door or not. Uh, but So I had to do an audition earlier for voiceover. Nice. And the audition was just me going, oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> it was just me doing about 10 takes of that. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Was it for the, was it for the what is it, the, the teapot thing that goes through the wall? No, no. That's the, like, the, what is it? Kool-Aid. Yeah, Kool-Aid. No, that's, no, no. That's all he says, right? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yes. <laughs> was it just like Malaysia or like Indian Kool-Aid guy? No. It's, it's probably like, like that's why maybe like, so, so Kool-Aid probably has, oh yeah, and he had to go, oh yes. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Yeah. No, and the worst part was, so I did my first 10 takes, right? And then he sends me back, uh, can you do it a little less uh, sexual? <laughs> like, yeah, like the words are <laughs> yeah yeah it's what do you like, want there is no way i can do it less sexual like oh yes all right so <laughs> we're gonna do now have a little segment of like how can we attempt oh yes in the most <laughs> non-sexual way we'll, we'll, what we can do is just like people do the doobies we're gonna pass the mic around right we try that all right all right okay so i'll, I'll go with one where uh, okay so this is my this is my take oh yes yeah, that's actually. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, pretty good. Alright, okay. So I'm going. I'm going with the 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 rich aristocrat who's like, oh yes. What mm. about it? What's oh, the yes. problem here? Yes. So that product would probably be Cartier uh, jewelry. Get it for your <laughs> wife because oh yes. <laughs> All right. All right. Still sexual at the end. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, if you give them someone a Cartier ring, I'm pretty sure it's going to end up something sexual. Oh right? yeah. Let's be very honest. Like you're not spending that kind of money for nothing, right? <laughs> All right. So anybody wants to do the next take of the oh yes? I will do the next one. I think I'll do. Oh yeah. You know, like when someone corrects you and yeah. you don't know, yeah. and you like you don't want to be like you don't be like you're right, so you like just gonna go back to like oh yeah, so that's that's mine. Okay. Oh yeah. Ah. <laughs> so every time you say it, just get the higher the the pitch goes higher. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ah. <laughs> so basically, your take is like pitch shifting. Like the the first dialogue is like, hey, did you know the Earth is round? Oh yeah. And did you know actually soccer balls are round? Oh yeah. <laughs> and by the way, dumplings are not round. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, it's more like if someone tells me after three years that COVID was actually real, yeah. and I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, Kav, could you All give right. us one example of the take? It doesn't have to be the one successful, because I'm guessing they, they paid a lot of money for the good one. Oh, no, no. It's just an audition, so I didn't oh. get paid at all. Uh, <laughs> Even <it's>, worse. <laughs> Not oh, yet. You didn't get paid at all? Oh, Not yeah. yet. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. All right. All this right. is the Kevin J. Ram official audition take number 11 that will never be heard by anybody else <laughs> who wants to buy his voice. <clears throat> oh, yes. Whoa. Uh, All right. So let's analyze that. Right there, you would hear you had a certain level of bass in the yes. yes. There was a little, oh, yes. <laughs> the 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 the, sh- the the assurance of the yes. yes. The, it's a dual tonality. Dual tonality. Yes. It's the O as in I'm excited and this is getting pretty good. Okay. Interested. And the yes going like, I am sure about it. Yes. Yeah. Yes is very positive and the O is very assuring. Yes. Exactly. But you're right. So we have now become art connoisseurs where we can bullshit on something clearly that didn't have that and we're able to make something out of it. So anybody who wants to buy that OES file right there, I am ready to edit this podcast, cut that OES out, and if you buy, basically, like, is how do people? Uh, do you have like a buy me a coffee, something like that? Uh, well, no, I don't. Uh, we, I do have a podcast, but I don't have a Patreon or a buy me. Okay, a coffee so or like follow a uh, Kevin on Instagram. Instagram, yeah. And that's then fine. if you want, just send him a message saying I need to pay you for your your OES. 
Actually, the follow is payment enough. Probably. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the follow yeah. payment. We'll take that. Yeah. So just follow him and you'll get it. You, and then follow me. <laughs> and follow Mohammed. Show us the screenshots of three follows. And then also leave a comment. Tag Mohammed in my page. And then tag Kavit on his page. And then we will give you the O. If you want the yes part as well, you have to be a Patreon subscriber of this podcast and also refer to at least three people who want to be Patreon listeners. And then we'll contact them and give a demo version. Anyway, yeah, go ahead. That's way too much. I wish I had a microphone just so I can stop that much earlier and say they could have cut it themselves. <laughs> he has already done it. He could have made like just gone in on, on like some free software online and just cut cut it and send it back to us. They're like, do you want to buy that as an NFT or some shit? And I bet you anything, someone, one of our audience just heard you give that suggestion. You know what the response was? Oh, yes. I can do that. I can totally do that. It'll be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, hey. Okay, so let's get back to this uh, this little fun stuff. So, okay, so you're here, Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. You're doing shows. You're busy in Kuala Lumpur. Yeah. I mean, yeah, busy is a very relative term, you know. Yeah. I mean, compared to people who work like slaves and everything, we're definitely having a good life. <laughs> oh, right? yeah, yeah, slightly better than that. Yeah, slightly, slightly better than that, exactly. So let me ask you this, though. Uh, I believe you have a lot of different professionals where people get to hear your voice in Malaysia. Yes. Could you share with us the few things that you do where your voice is involved on top of the voiceover work? Okay, so I, I do a podcast as well, but that's completely free, so I don't get paid for that at all. In fact, it takes a lot of money. Uh, I, I do radio as well. Uh, I'm on a morning radio number two uh, English radio station in Malaysia out of probably four. Are you on there <laughs> as a presenter, as a DJ, as, as a, a comedian? DJ, uh, like, okay. a, like, a, like an announcer, they call it now. Because right. it changes every time. Like, like stewardess mm. is apparently offensive, so now it's air hostess. Even that's offensive. What? It's flight crew now, I think. I mean, is. but... Everyone, everyone is by crew. Well, because like hostess is specifies that it's female, right? Yes. So that's why we're trying to avoid the gender bias or gender specification. And so air crew could be anything. I have always just called him flying waiter. So that's like I feel like that's the most uh, appropriate. See, that, that's not that's not inclusive as well because waiter is male. Oh uh, right, okay. So flying waitress is again not inclusive. <laughs> okay. So so I know a lot of my uncles. Do you know what they call them? <laughs> hey hey. Yeah, that's that's how they call them. So regardless of what their gender is, they're like that is actually quite inclusive. Yes. To be fair. Because maybe that they're lip reading. Yes. You know, like maybe you don't even say the word. Where so these people are at such an advanced level that they've abstract the English language and didn't even decide to use a word that's legible, but more like a sound. And not even sound everyone can do. Hey, not everybody can do you know what I mean? And they, they don't just go they go one of those, you know. Yeah, yay! Kevin's got it. Yeah, so yeah. that's actually the sound. Yeah, yeah, the whole the the, 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 the yeah. I'm sitting with two Indian uncles, basically. <laughs> I almost feel like a little bit low-key harassed right now. I'm sitting also physically in the corner of the room when you're two are on two sides. I don't feel comfortable. <laughs> but okay, so you actually uh, uh, one of the right. serious questions I wanted to ask you is like you're one of the. I think the first wave of the Asian comics who got Netflix specials. Is that correct? Yes, uh, that that is correct. Uh, one of the first three. Yeah. So it was you, Harith, and uh, Fakafaz from Singapore. Fakafaz, yeah. right? So how did that how did that come about? I'm sure you get asked that all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. And I genuinely I, like I'm your friend and I don't know what the story <laughs> is. No, yeah. it, it, it was a very simple story. It was being at the right place at the right time. It was mm. just they asked me, and uh, what was I doing? I was just ba- so basically they had uh, found Harith and Faz right to do the show, and Harith was the first one to record, and I was just opening for him. That's that's basically I was warming up the crowd, and they saw me there and they just went, ah, he'll be good. <laughs> mm. 
and then they came up to me after the show. It's like, would you be would you be okay to do some things for Netflix? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then did they you even have to ask? Yeah, <laughs> they they called me in to uh to the office in Singapore the next week. So I went and uh, they they sat me down. They just went like, uh, how's your dates looking on the 24th of Sep- I, I I can't remember the date, yeah. but mm. uh, 24th of August. I'm like. Uh, I don't know yet. My, I, I actually have an mic. open mic. Yeah. So that I think I can move around. Yeah. yeah. And, and the thing was, it, there was something there. I can't remember what it was, but yeah. it was something dumb, like an open yeah, mic. Yeah. And and they were like, ah, oh, we would like you to record a, a special. I'm like, yeah, I could have gotten married on that day. Yeah. yeah I'm pushing it back. Yeah, exactly. Right? And I, I immediately I said, yes, obviously. My kid is getting yeah. born. This is fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I actually, we'll C-section a week earlier. <laughs> <laughs> or you could just have another one later. It's fine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Netflix doesn't come all the time. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, they, they asked. I, I said yes, and that's basically what happened. I mean, let's be very honest. They do call it a Netflix special. No one calls it my kid special. Right? Yeah. That's not a good thing. So. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> they do. Some kids are special. Hey, you know what? Everyone's special in their own little way, all right? I'm just saying that Netflix is always special. It's the kids, when they're special, you're like, ah, I just wish it's not mine. I was always told I was special when I was growing up until I realized that my parents are first-degree cousins. I'm like, all right. Ah, That's, yeah. Ah, I see. <laughs> I found out my grandparents are first cousins. No, no, and, yeah, yeah. I'm not even joking. Like, no, my, no. my two grandmas are sisters, siblings. I, I, I know. Yeah. Like, I... I found out my grandparents are first cousins as well. Yeah. And that really messed me up. <laughs> like, I thought I was a yeah. product of yeah. diversity. No, <laughs> I was not. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, you shot you shot the, the special. What, what year was that? That was in 2008. It came out in 2018. I shot it in 2017. And how did that, like, affect your life in terms... Obviously, career-wise, you probably have, like, some opportunities and stuff like that. But how did that make you... Like affect your day-to-day life, let's say. Oh no, the trajectory was great right after it. Uh, 2018, 2019 was amazing. In fact, I had a lot of things lined up for 2020. <laughs> and we all know what I put in 2020. It kind of just uh, blew me away a little bit. Because like, I, I was supposed to move uh, to London. Uh, uh, really? Yeah, oh, I had damn. my flight tickets and everything set up. And agents and uh, everything was everything was set up. Yeah. Right? So because I, I had gone to LA beforehand. And one of the agents in LA had seen my special. He really liked it. He called me in for a meeting. And I thought, he, he called me in for a Zoom meeting. And I'm like, screw that. I'm going to LA. Yeah. Right? So I flew to LA, met him. Talks went really well. He wanted to sign me up. But I didn't really want to live in LA. Because it was really expensive and I kind of had to take six months of my life and kind of go there. And I, I have you, you've been to LA, right? I've been, to, yeah, visited, but like not lived enough to say, like, oh yeah, LA, go to there for the burgers. Oh, uh, yeah. If you've done comedy in LA, you realize that everybody is kind of fake over there. Oh, yeah, dude, it's full on show. Oh, it's full yeah. on show. And every, they only talk to you if, if, you, if you have something to benefit them. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right? actually, so I yeah. remember when uh, I went there and I, I, I did my show. Like, before the show, nobody talked to me, right? Nobody gave a shit that I was there yeah and then I got on stage and they saw that I'm funny and then one or two people will come and say hi mostly Canadians <laughs> right and then like they, they find out that I have a Netflix special immediately like who did you contact to get yeah, a Netflix I'm exactly. like what like you didn't even say hi to me like we were sitting next to each other 
so I didn't really like that, but I uh, London was something that I, I used to live in the UK a long time ago. So I thought, you know, there's something. And he did suggest that maybe, you know, you start with London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you kind of get your name up and then you slowly come to the US. And, and that was great. And I was supposed to, you know, go there. Everything was supposed to be signed and stuff. So in, Mar- in April 2020, that was my flight. And we uh, all know what happened in March. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's all your fault, Mo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, how is that my fault? Is it because I booked in Wuhan? Yes, you did. <laughs> I did. Dude, I, this was, I, I, re- I remember it as well. Yeah. I think we did it in uh, November, end yeah. of November. Yeah, right? end of November. It was pretty soon before, like recently yeah. before COVID. No, the, yeah. yeah, and the thing was, I've never heard of a place called Wuhan yeah. before in my life. So, yeah, I don't think you know that, Vivek. Like, yeah. I Actually, the funniest part is that I booked him while I was not in mainland China anymore. Yeah. I'm like, you go do, <laughs> do these shows. So I'm he, done. So, I, I, I messaged Mo and mm. I said, hey, I, I really want to do China and yeah. I've never done it before and it, it, it would be nice. And he said, here is... 15 gigs. I'm yeah, what? Yeah, yeah I, I got him. I set him up with a pretty nice tour all over the Oh, yeah. Shenzhen, yeah. uh, then Xiamen, yeah. and then Wuhan. Sh- yeah, and, and, Hangzhou, I think. Yeah, Beijing. Guangzhou, yeah, yeah. Guangzhou Beijing. Yeah, yeah. 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 And it was it was an amazing tour. Thank you so much yeah. for that. Uh, but fuck you as well. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you probably, yeah. I've never... You're probably patient zero in Malaysia. <laughs> like, oh, did anyone else fly from Wuhan to Malaysia? Probably just you. No, and then I, I looked up when was the first case that they found in Wuhan. Yeah. It was like a week after I left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and For I was like, no, you oh, could have actually, like, jokes aside, you could have actually had it very early on. Yeah, I could From have. Wuhan, yeah, yeah. Because did I you did go to wet a, market a, there? Did you have any bat soup? <laughs> No, I did not have bad soup, but yeah. I did have... Uh, so, Wuhan is known for uh, barbecue meats, right? They yeah. had this skewer thing. And it was so good. Like, that's all I was having in uh, Wuhan. Yeah. <laughs> one of it could have been bad. I don't know. <laughs> or pangolin. I don't know which one it is now. It's it's between the bat and the pangolin. Also, uh, now he's out of China, so I can say that uh, openly. He's also a friend of mine. Fahad, the promoter there, right. is a, a refugee. Yes, he is. <laughs> yeah. I set you up with a young many refugee in Wuhan <laughs> so you shouldn't exactly have trusted all of my decisions to be honest no, no, it, to be <laughs> I know fair, it was great the organizer was amazing yeah, yeah. he got me a lot of food which is basically <laughs> my, yeah. my, my way of saying that this guy is a great guy yeah. so, <laughs> so yeah I mean, it, was, it was a great gig as well because uh, I think it was that Wuhan gig was fun oh, I've no, done it a few so times it's so good it's so fun it's, it's such a small room I tried to get him tried to get Vivek to go yeah. and he's like ah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was like Wuhan, more like Wu Nohan. Wait, hold on, this is after or before the pandemic? It's before. It's before? You know, I tried to get you to go before. Like when we were building the riff here, oh. like end of 2019, when he went, when I Kevin did, went, yeah, 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 I okay. did try to offer you the same tour and you're like, ah. I, okay, so if I remember correctly, it may have been related to the protest. Yes. That's why I was like, yeah. Because like during that time, 2019, it was a little hot on the protest. Yes, yes. So it was a bit like, uh, my face has been up here and there. So I'm not going to risk it for what? Like a 20-seater room? Not happening, man. That's right. You were scared because of the protest. It may have been a 20-seater room, but there was like at least 50 people there. Did you get, did you get the woman with the kid there? It's because Garen and I both had... I, I've did like three or four times right, 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 right. and I had the same woman so she's basically an Italian woman with like an 11 year old kid who are both sitting in the front row at all the shows and he's smoking cigarettes 
Oh no, I did not. She's, no, she's trying to bang every comedian. It's a she. She's a great woman, amazing right. mother. Don't she, you fucking judge her. Uh, is she hot? Yeah. yeah, she's very hot. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but she's just like she's just like it's a. She's part of the show. She just right. like exists there with her kid who should not be at a bar, <laughs> and he's smoking cigarettes. It's like, it's like well, how did not I, did, I did not get that. I did not. Yeah. I, or at least I didn't notice. I will send you. I'll show you a picture later. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, please. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, kid. yeah. All right, that's <laughs> all wrong. <laughs> exactly. First of all, let's understand something, <laughs> Mohammed. You actually have a copy of her picture, still stored after all these years, and a picture of her kid. Now let's give you a benefit of the doubt. You probably have it for the security profile to tell the staff that, hey, by the way, <laughs> this is a semi-VIP client. Yeah. So don't be weirded out when her kid comes over. He's like sitting in the front row, smoking a cigarette, while the mom's going like, hey, son, you think I can fuck this guy? <laughs> in my defense, they have asked for an autograph. That's how I have the photo. Look, I, I did and not- Garen can attest to that. They did the same thing with him. I, I have to say I'm disappointed I did not get this payment plan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah was, that's was, the uh, other. I think th- that's the bonus. Yeah, yeah, I don't I, think you hit your target. No, no, I, I did not. I did not uh, get this payment plan of you know get, get sleeping with a woman with an 11 <laughs> no, no, year old child like, smoking I in the corner. I said you tried. <laughs> okay. Hey, no. With me, you don't have to try. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to ask nicely. Not even nicely. <laughs> this, this is this is this is. Let me let me play out the scene right now. Right, so the Italian woman comes over to Jay, uh, uh, Kevin. Right, she's like. Hey, you, I uh, want to see sleep with your spicy meatballs. <laughs> Calvin will say, oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. no, it's more like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> that's when you need a sexy oh, yes, right? You need that one as oh, well. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's when it makes sense. Yeah, she'd be like, could you do that again sexier this time? You're like, I'm so confused. Someone wants it sexy, someone doesn't want it. Yeah, but I, do, I don't know if I want an 11-year-old kid in the corner smoking, watching as well. Well, then again, we haven't really clarified whether the kid is involved as well. No, no, know? no, not involved, obviously. Yeah. Just say, see, you passed the test. I wanted to make sure I have I have strategically distanced myself from this whole conversation. <laughs> Nowhere did I put myself in the scenario. That's why I was throwing the 11 year old kid and everything. I'm like, okay, these kids are legit. They have practice. <laughs> they know the law inside out, man. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. They, yeah, fair enough. Okay, so the the whole tour didn't work out. Yeah. All right. And then 2020 happened. Yep. Everyone decided, you know what, Zoom. We're all gonna like invest in Zoom and yeah. become members and everything yeah, yeah. like that. And yeah, I do remember that when that all happened. Okay, so what was your first take when, when COVID became a thing? Were you the, ah, duh, I'll give it two months, man. Whatever, man. We'll no, power through. Yeah, I mean, when it first happened, it was basically like, ah, it's going to blow over in probably a couple of months. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, everything's fine. And in fact, when the first wave of uh, lockdowns came, it was, we are going to lock down for two weeks. Yeah. Right? And then three years later, we're like, please stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. But the thing was, like I, like I said, I was supposed to go to London. I was Everything was supposed to happen, right? So I'm like, yeah, just, you know, delay my plans for two months. It should be fine. Like, you know, Turkish Airlines will give me a... A, a, a delay period, yeah. Yeah, yeah, a delay period for six months. So I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, it should be fine. Yeah. And then what happened was, as as you know, because the in, uh, the, the entertainment industry is a revolving door yes. of people leaving and coming in. So, like, they, they changed personnel, like, three, four times. Even the agent in LA left. There you go, right? The yeah. person who likes you is no longer yeah, there. Yeah, he's no longer yeah. there. And then I had to make new connections who basically, like, who are you? Yeah. Where is Malaysia again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yeah. that in Mexico? But, yeah. Uh, sorry to interrupt, but no, as you're th- you're talking, I went on my Instagram and I found a photo of me and the kid from <laughs> May 20, 2019. If you want to find this photo, find my Instagram at the other Muhammad, and you can see the photo. That's me and the kid 
at the Wuhan Comedy Club after the show. Shit, he's 11? Yeah, he looks like he's 30. Yeah, because he's been smoking since he was five. <laughs> fed up, fed up. I'm <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm there's sorry. another photo of him sitting in the front row. Not with his mom, unfortunately. Yeah, She's right. not in the photo, but yeah. That's, you can actually find the photo. Actually, if you find it, if you're listening right now and you find it, just go and like like the photo or comment so I know you're listening to this now. Because no one is going to scroll down four years yeah, but to gonna, find this photo. Yeah, exactly. Nobody's <laughs> going to scroll down all the way. And also the fact that uh, I have to say, you're a really good photo- photographer. Am I? Yeah. The, your photos are really good. Is that- I don't know, but I am in the photos. I'm not All right, okay, fair enough. Then you're, sh- you're shit. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. <laughs> These are not selfies, dude. <laughs> Someone else is taking the photos, clearly. No, no, I thought you'd take them. Like, that was a really good photo. Like, no, the, no, the one yeah, the they row. had like an official photographer. All oh, right, okay, I don't yeah, think fuck now that. Now that I think about it, I don't think they treated you that nicely. I, you, know, you didn't get <laughs> nice photos. You didn't get the Italian woman. Yeah, I didn't get the Italian woman. I didn't get the 11 years smoking in the front row. <laughs> yeah. I mean, these are all experiences yeah, that exactly. I really need to get. I, yeah, next time I'm going to put that in my rider, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I need an 11 year old smoking <laughs> and an Italian lady propose, uh, uh, propositioning me for sex. Yeah. But I think you have to make the 11 year old based on the year, this and this and this, you know, because like next year they may not get 11 year old. This kid is going to grow older. Oh, you no. want to keep it constant. It has to be always 11 year old. Oh, no. I, I'll take a range, I oh, guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. As so long you, as it's below age smoking. So you're, yeah. for you, you're the equivalent to Leonardo DiCaprio with women. Uh, you want with kids to smoke. Yes. Ah, yes. In the front row. In the front row. Specifically, as well. and then that's where. The interaction ends. I like that, man. Right. But right, okay. So coming back now that things open up again, you clearly you're touring. You're back in Hong Kong. You're doing shows over here. Yeah. Uh, after COVID, what were the outside of Malaysia gigs you've done? Do you have a list or anything that you? Oh no, the list is really short. It's Singapore, uh, Hong Kong. Uh, I'm planning uh, some tours in June, July, August. Like uh, you know how a lot of comics do a world tour. Mm. I'm doing the rest of the world tour, right? Because <laughs> I, I, that's I, a great name for yeah, a tour. Exactly, right? Yeah. Because I want to do a tour where uh, because I've got contacts all around the world, and yeah, I, it's great to do the 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 standard cities like London and LA and uh, you know stuff like that. But I really enjoy the gigs. I really enjoy are the ones that. You never thought that it's a comedy scene, mm. and you never like like Mongolia, right? I, mean, right. I did it once. It was amazing. Oh such yeah, an you worked with show. Bata. The, yeah, 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 yeah. Those guys are really fun. Exactly, they're hardcore. I haven't done it, but like I like because you used to come down to Shanghai to do shows and I connected with them. Yeah, and everyone who went up there had a blast. Yeah, uh, yeah. Myanmar. Uh, you that's know, a fun gig too th- that's a yeah. fun gig Cambodia yeah, our buddy has... William Childress used to book it yes. and then uh, this lady Sammy after that yes and now, now she's left yeah yeah Yeah. so uh, I, I, I think I still have to contact some. I actually I want to like ask you about like before we move on from China about like your tour in China yeah. what was the most inter- because you haven't been to mainland before that right I d- have been not as a comic right, right but yeah. I just, I've just been to Shanghai and Beijing and yeah but you so know what, what was it like yeah the, the, the most surprising thing that I, I I felt usually when I do tours in like Asian countries is mostly expat Mm. Right, because I, I, I do my shows predominantly in English. And uh, it was amazing to see in China that it was 50 50. Mm. It was a lot of locals as well, which was nice. Like, I love performing to locals. I hate performing to expats because they live a very sheltered life, I believe. Like, expats usually don't mingle around with the locals, they hang around with the expats, <laughs> and, and they don't have the, the, the experiences that locals have. And, you know, when I come here and I do talk about, uh, you know, my life mostly, and it, 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 I connect better with locals. And I'm not saying it's white or brown or, or yellow or whatever. It's, it's basically like, even when I go to the UK, it's one of those things where the, the people there are great. 
right? Mm. It's a great audience. I come here or in Malaysia and you know, you got British expats, they're fucking annoying. Yeah. Right? Because they, they just live such a, I don't know what you're it's talking about. It's the entitlement as well. Yeah, world. exactly. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, so, it's so hard to do like even references to where you are because these people have not, they're like, what is a fried rice? Right. <laughs> and you, yeah. what, what do you eat? Pizza. Yeah. Like you come all the way to Hong Kong and eat pizza. Right. I, I well, I can talk. I, I went to a laksa place. And also, you're talking to two guys who just finished a massive pizza <laughs> no, right before talking to you. It's fine if you live here That's and true, you yeah. have a, you know, a pizza once in a while. You right. kind of have to. You can't eat dumplings every day, can sure. you? Right? So, it, it, that's fine. But yeah, the, the, the... But then, yeah, you come to Hong Kong for 48 hours and eat laksa. Eat laksa. <laughs> you know why? I was, I was just walking around and I'm looking for food. Mm. And every place I pass, because I'm alone, right? Mm. So, every place I pass, like, I really want to go into that local... Like, everything's in Chinese and, uh, and, and you know I can speak a little bit of Cantonese as well. So I, I can probably converse enough to order something that I, I want. But the thing is, it's the fear of walking into an unknown place and they not understanding you, you not understanding them and then, you know, everything's going to be topsy-turvy and you're just going to get a pox liver, <laughs> <laughs> which you hate. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's, it's just... It's, so I'm like, you know, walking around, I'm like, I, oh, I wish there was a KFC. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Like, I know I can just point and I'll get chicken. Right. right, and yeah. then I, I I walked quite far down. I think it was ten minutes away, and I saw McDonald's, and I thought, ah, McDonald's. And also, I'm trying to, I'm trying to eat healthy. Mm. Uh, I I've I've lost some weight, and I'm trying to keep that going. So mm. I'm like McDonald's, screw it. And then I just turned my head, and there was this laksa place, <laughs> and I said, eh, that's slightly healthier, yeah. I guess. Right? So I just walked in and it turns out it's a Singapore laksa, you bastards. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't know, Singapore is basically Malaysia's mortal enemy. Right, <laughs> yeah. And anything. That, the, I only found out when I sat down. So to be fair, I couldn't, couldn't mm. leave. Yeah. Yeah, but then you had the balls to post about it that you're in a Singapore laksa place. Are you not w- worried that like your followers? Oh no, all my followers are like, but why? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but why? Oh, yeah. Okay. So they did give you. <laughs> oh shit. yeah, they give me some shit. Nice. And it's it's kind of like a banter thing that I'm, yeah. that I do anyway with Malaysia Singapore. So basically, it's like oh, come all the way to Hong Kong and this is what I find laksa. Um, yeah. Speaking of Malaysia, there was something that happened maybe a year ago or so mm-hmm. in our uh, beloved agent scene where one of our favorite comedy clubs. Mm-hmm. In, uh, in all of Asia Crack House which I assume oh, is yes. your home club as well it is it is yeah. so uh, for people who don't know I, in my experience probably the best comedy club in, in Asia uh, was the Crack House and Kung Fu Comedy both rest in peace uh, so Crack House closed down yes uh, but there was also it wasn't like in Kung Fu Comedy in our case in Shanghai what happened is that very brief version is that the government basically said no more Okay. And it wasn't so straightforward. It was more like they just made it impossible for us to keep running that okay. we just had to live on our own. Actually, the similarities uh, do run quite similar. Oh, so, it, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, so... One second, I just, want to, I just want to clarify something. We've been drinking. Yeah. But Kevin just said the similarities run pretty similar. <laughs> yeah, take a moment, everyone. <laughs> English is not my first language, guys. <laughs> I understand. I understand. And, and just... I yeah. <laughs> and that's the moment I was like I was like, I wish I had my third mic. How am I not how am I not able to interrupt this? <laughs> I should have been oh yeah. 
Yeah, I was surprised you didn't. Uh, yeah, just hold it back, man. All right, so let's go back to a very serious topic that is is similar to never mind. Yeah, so very the similarities do yeah, run yeah, similar. Exactly, yes, yeah, yes. exactly. All right, so go on. You were talking about how kung fu comedy is experienced along with crack house comedy, very similar as well. Yeah, so basically, crack house just shut down. Is the yes. is the the headline there, but there was also some shenanigans that happened that led to it shutting down. It wasn't a decision by the owners. It, it was wasn't. Not, yes. It wasn't like I guess a, a decision, particularly from the government, to like shut it down in a censorship kind of way, right? It was actually uh, the thing was that in Malaysia, mm. the government did not realize the existence of the Krakow's Comedy Club. We we kind of ran under the radar for a long time, mm. like. Uh, to be fair, I was part of the setting up of the club as well. So, so uh, it was you, uh, as far as I understand, it's Rizal and Jonathan Atherton at the time. Me, Rizal, Jonathan rest Atherton. In peace. And, yeah, rest in peace. And of course, there was another guy who's not a comic, mm. who's an accountant that you really need in a business. Right. Uh, so he was there as well. So the, the, uh, it, to be fair, it was started by John, Rizal and Shankar, mm. who was the other guy. Uh, and then I came in a little later, so we were in the process of uh, setting up as well. Uh, and I, Rizal will tell you the story, but he went to the authorities and he said, like, we're opening a comedy club. And they're like, what's a comedy club? <laughs> and they said, no, it's where you talk, you tell jokes and blah, blah, blah. Oh, you mean like karaoke? Yeah. And he was like, no, no, it's not karaoke. There's no singing, there's no music. And he said, oh... No idea. Right? <laughs> so basically, they were like, oh, you know, just just get a cafe license, you're fine. right? Because as long as there's no music, there's no copyright things, yeah, you're fine. Mm. And that's what happened in when it opened in 2000, whatever. Mm. right? So that, and it went on for years. And it was a great club. And you would bring in acts as well legally. Oh, yeah. People would come in, like tour, you know, from oh, out of town, yeah. out of the country. No issues. Immigration has no issues with with the club. Nothing. I mean, there were some issues. There were there were some issues where they came along and they went like, nah, no, no, no. Okay. And but we, sp- I mean, Rizal spoke to them and he said like, look, we make like nothing, right, right, out of this. We we make maybe a grand or two grand. Like that's right. that's rent basically. And they went like, yeah, but you know, you got to have to pay. And then it's like, you, we can't. Like, but did they try to legal? Like, did they go like, here's the process if you want to follow oh, it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the process is really expensive. Right. Okay. So you won't make, you, you make a loss every sure. single time. So the thing was, after the discussion, they went like, okay, look, just do it. Right. We will we'll, we'll leave you as an exe- exemption, exemption and uh, kind of, you know, and, and the government body actually gave them help as well, financial help during the pandemic. So everything was above board. It, there was nothing. It was illegal. a legit business. Oh, yeah, yeah it was yeah. a legit business. There was nothing that was, you know, basically uh, illegal going on in the crack house, all the, albeit the name. Sure. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so at the end of the day, everything was fine. But then. Right. This open mic happened and basically uh, some crazy lady. Uh, and I'll yeah, tell you like why. I want you to slow down here. Like, I am familiar with the story, but our yeah, audience are not. So yeah. slow down here and try to. So yeah, basically, give the full an picture. open mic happened and this crazy lady signed up. And you know how open mics work, where mm. there's not really a, a, a screening process or anything like that. Anyone can come up and do mm. three minutes, right? And three minutes is not that long. And it, it, we always thought that three minutes was go- a good time to for a newbie to start because if they do something that's you know going to be detrimental to a club, it's it's more than enough time for us to stop it and you know move along and and do and we kind of got in complacency with that we like every time it's just like oh that's you know comics at the back just going like did you see that shit right. Right. and we let it happen 
right? Because most of the time, a comedy club is a safe space where everybody can just, you know, be in shock. It's also part of the creative process is, is to let people go wild and you're like, yes. oh yeah, here's a little gem there in, yeah. in the middle of the oldest nonsense. And, yeah. and usually people who come for uh, comedy club, uh, comedy shows, especially open mics, are very open-minded, right? Yes. Uh, nobody's going to get super offended maybe you might get offended but mm. you're not going to go like i'm so offended i'm going to tell the police sure. right so yeah so, so did you guys did you guys know who the crazy lady was was she no, familiar to the comics we, no no she signed she's up she's completely just showed stranger. up out of the blue yeah and yeah. the thing is so she came with a boyfriend as well mm. uh at that time i think they're married now okay yeah yeah i know <laughs> uh so she came with a boyfriend and uh he had a conversation with me because my show I had a show right after the open mic right mm. uh, in the crack house and uh, so he was speaking to me and that man sounded nuts right because he spoke to me I zoned out but what he was saying was I have schizophrenia do you think I should take my medication and that's the exact I'm <laughs> quoting, I'm not even making this up right right that's what he said I yeah. zoned out and I just went Sure, I got a show. I got to go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I left. Uh, I did the show and everybody was telling me like, oh no, we had this happen. And what actually happened was she got on stage and she said, uh, I'm a Muslim. Mm. I have uh, memorized the Quran. Mm. But however, and then she puts down the mic. She was wearing a, a modest uh you know, kind hijab. of dressing, yeah. Yeah, a hijab and also, you know, loose-fitting clothes, yeah. which is what you're supposed to wear as a Muslim. Mm. And then she puts down the phone and she takes off the dress and reveals that she has a spaghetti strap underneath and a short skirt and just basically goes, what's up, motherfuckers? Right. <laughs> right. Now, I can understand how that seemed funny in her head. Right. Right. I, I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. Even as a Muslim who does not find that funny, I know I might actually take offense by it. Yeah. I can also see why she thought it was funny. Yes. Because I don't know if you're familiar with Genjiro. Yes. Yeah. So Genjiro does something very similar. Right. So Genjiro is this Japanese comedian yeah. who performs in English and his opening is usually like, hi, he walks on stage. He does like two minutes of bowing, like over, like over the top bowing. Hello. Hello. And he just keeps bowing and he literally jumps and goes, what's up? motherfuckers and yeah. that's like his big reveal yeah right so she basically ripped that off yeah I, yeah fair enough <laughs> right. I mean I, I don't so know if I just understand the comedic effect no, yeah. no I'm not saying she did it even yeah, purposely yeah. but I understand the comedic effect in her head yes right? yes I can see it like <laughs> yeah, in my, yeah. as a comic I'm like yeah, I can see it. I, I wouldn't have done it because it's exactly. kind of hack. And exactly. also the fact that, uh, you know, and, and for an open mic, I thought, ah, that's, you know, something. For open mic, it's not the worst thing I've it's seen. It's not the worst, mic, by yeah. The way. Yeah, I, I've seen a lot We've all worse. seen a lot worse yeah. than that. <laughs> so at, th- at that time, everybody was just like, we knew we were going to get in trouble because, you know, it's one of those things where you're in a Muslim country that's, mm. that's going to happen, right? So we just went like, ah, it happened. You know, sweep it under the rug. And uh, I think uh, there was a ban. And the ban happened because, not because of that show, but we found out that before Crack House, they had kind of done something similar to another friendly pub. Right? So basically, there's a friend who runs a pub in, uh, in, in not too far away from the Crack House. And he decided to, uh, the boyfriend especially, decided to go in and say, hey, I want to do a show. I'm part of an orgy community. Yeah, uh, this is absolutely... I'm not even making this up. He's part of an orgy community and he wants to do kind of like... He wants to bring his orgy friends to come and do a show with a very prominent Malaysian musician. 
right? And uh, I'll get back to that later. Mm. So he he said, and and the guy was like, just dude, like no, <laughs> <laughs> like dude, if you want to come in, you want to you're a paying customer, no problem, right? But we're not gonna shut down the place just because you want to have this orgy, yeah. <laughs> orgy what party here, right? Yeah. And 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 then he just went like, hey, I can ruin your business mm. if I wanted to. So what he did was he he because that that restaurant serves pork. Right? right now, it's not illegal to serve pork in Malaysia, mm. as long as you have a license, of a sorts, license yeah. to, or whatever. Right, so as long as you don't have the halal certificate sure. or you don't have you don't you don't advertise that you're halal, uh, you can serve pork if you want. Right now, so he what he did was he said, oh, this restaurant he posted on his Facebook, this restaurant uh, served me pork without me knowing, and my wife is Muslim. Hmm. Right, and the owner was like, "Dude, it says right here, pork skewers. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, there's no way I could have unknowingly yeah. served you pork. You damn illiterate idiot! <laughs> yeah, like read a read a word, <laughs> read a man. book." And and he tried this, right? And they kind of did get in trouble, but then the, the the authorities were like, "Yeah, okay, this is quite funny." Now, this is this is when you know there's a there's an issue. Now, when you couldn't even outsmart the authorities, yeah, your plan is definitely failing. Yeah, that's and a terrible plan. In fact, he got like the 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 restaurant owner, uh, you know, uh, filed a report on him, and he got done. Ah, right. But the only problem was his fine was like. Uh, 200 Singapore dollars uh, ah. two, Oh no Not even two, 200 Hong Kong dollars What? That's yeah. nothing That was nothing right? Yeah That, that was like A couple of coins Yeah right? And uh, yeah So he he basically Paid it off And okay He's done uh-huh. Right Then he decided To do this So basically What happened Was after the show I think Rizal Went up to him And we found out About that case Yeah And we told him Like eh, Don't come back like you, you're not welcome. So here this anymore. boyfriend actually did that orgy thing before, trying to yes. sabotage the other place. Yes. So this is my suspicion. I think it's the Singapore government. <laughs> I think so, dude. Okay. The rivalry took it to another level, people. You, you heard it here, guys. Uh, Singapore government has an orgy party exactly, <laughs> in <yeah>. Malaysia. <laughs> Sounds legit to me, man. Have you never been to Singapore? After a while, you're just like, dude, I need an orgy. I'm bored. Uh, after that out. statement, I'm not going back to Singapore. Uh, <laughs> not by choice. After that statement, I might finally start going to Singapore. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. No, no. The only problem is they have the... Because it's a, it's, it's a very conservative country, Singapore. Mm. So they have it in Malaysia. <laughs> because yeah, it goes under radar. Right. But, yeah. So basically, so yeah, it's just the, the couple were banned from Crack House. They were banned from Crack by House. Rizal, they, the owner. By Rizal, the owner. Yeah. And what happened was they got, I, I, they got upset, right? So they they attempted to do the same thing. So they posted up the video with the accusation that oh look, oh, this is what happens in open mic. They put the video up their themselves, own video, their own video, and says this performance uh, insults Islam. Right, it's straight up. Right, they, it's their video. It's not even right. like you know. Let's post it up anonymously. It wasn't else. like one of you guys being complacent, like you know, encouraging them or whatever. Oh no, it was not just, at all. It was just her on stage. Yeah, I saw the video. It was just her on stage. Yeah, exactly. Right? And it was his, it was her boyfriend. Right, uh, right. You yeah. know this thing, and basically it blew up. It blew up, and not even immediately, like a month after. Yeah. Right. It blew up like everybody heard of the video ah. everybody saw the video every it, she didn't even finish um three minutes yeah it yeah, was yeah. a minute 46 seconds yeah right and it was just it blew up and everybody in malaysia got upset 
man, like the, this type of people are the ones that actually come into a restaurant with a cockroach in their pocket right. and be like, hey, what the hell? There's a cockroach in my food. It's like, right. well, we can copy the food. They're like, oh, shit. Wait, hold on a second. I don't want to eat the food now because it's a cockroach in my food. Yeah. But you put the cockroach there. Yeah. Oh, shit. Wait. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. 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 One of yeah. those. Oh, so they basically came in. They filmed the video of themselves. Yeah. And they're saying, look at what they allowed us to do. Yes. Oh my yeah. God! No, they, they, they didn't even they didn't even attempt to go like that. Look at what they allowed us to. They just basically when this performance insults Islam, this is what comedy is like in Malaysia. And you're like, what the fuck, bro? Yeah, yeah. It's you in the video, like yeah. you you basically putting yourself in trouble, right? right? And and the thing was because they didn't have anyone to blame, they blamed it on Crack House, right? Ah. So basically everyone, and I'm talking about like. I mean, it's easy to say like 90% of the population has never been to a comedy club before. Yeah, it's everywhere. Right? Yeah. yeah, and the thing is that these 90% are the loudest. Yeah. yeah. Right? And they're like, oh, how dare you do this? Yeah. We will not have something like that happen to a place we never go to. Yeah, exactly. And and apparently, they they just it, it blew out of proportion. Yeah. Right? Uh, we tried to do some uh, damage control by, you know, filing a report as well. Uh but yeah, it, it basically just it was pressure from the the people, especially online. Everybody was like, "Shut this club down!" Yeah, yeah, Shut yeah. Suddenly, the authorities came out and said, "Oh, they were operating without a license." Now, remember the story I told you yeah, about? Yeah, you know, yeah. we go, we fine. actually yeah. trying to get a license, and they yeah. were like, "Ah, it's fine." Right. Yeah. So over the years, nobody said anything, and now suddenly they have been operating without a license, and ah. and we were like, ah, come on, what the fuck? Guys? Yeah, you assholes. Man. Yeah, we yeah. just just because you want to, you know, say that it, oh, it's gonna yeah, you're at fault, basically. Oh yeah, 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 it's not me. They they were yeah. operating without a license. Yeah, we never permitted this. Yeah. yeah so basically, uh, the li- uh, the the we it got sealed off. Right, basically with the yellow tape, like yeah, do not yeah. enter. Yeah. Right. Uh, so people yeah. probably went there like, oh shit, it changed to an escape room. <laughs> 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 oh, what the hell? This is awesome. Yeah. So the the club got sealed off, uh, uh, and then they went into Rizal's uh, Instagram, and they <sighs> digged out like they 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 went four years back. Right. Yeah. <laughs> These people are great for your Instagram views. Uh, by the time people hear this, my account is private. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, no, but the thing is, they're great for Instagram views because he, his views went up like, you know, two and a half K, like yeah. immediately. But yeah, so basically people started digging up his old videos because that they, they tried with me as well. Because I was getting a lot of, uh, I, do, I don't want to make this about me, but you know, even I, yeah. who was kind of removed from the situation, yeah. still got death threats. Yeah, for sure. People were like, look, I'm sure... Will Smith smacking Chris Rock all of a sudden we're trying to explain it <laughs> yeah you know I mean? exactly. I'm like well I don't even know the guy we're on the other side of the planet but like yeah but you should say something I was like uh you know <laughs> yeah okay. good slap uh, yeah, exactly. but, yeah. no but here's the thing like I, I was getting death threats on WhatsApp yeah right my private number uh, I, I, you can only imagine what Rizal was going through. Yeah. Like he got death threats on his children. To be fair, that that's because you were not answering my Instagram messages, <laughs> so I had to reach out. Yeah, I, I fell asleep. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, but yeah, so it was. It, it was it was just mad like how everything just went out of the police arrested Rizal mm. for jokes, right? And funny ones as well. Uh, I mean, he did one that said. Uh, I'll tell you the joke. Uh, I'm not going to do justice to it. So, yeah, if, if it's crap, it's your fault, right? <laughs> uh, basically, w- the one, one of the jokes he got in trouble for was... Uh, so, in school, you have Muslims and non-Muslims, right? Because Muslims uh, in Malaysia go to... Uh, 
Islamic studies, mm. and uh, the non-Muslims go to hell, right? right. So basically, so that's what he said. Joke. That, yeah, it's good. It's simple yeah, joke yeah. is very good. That's very what. Very good. That's yeah, what yeah, his, straight to the point. It's yeah. funny. Uh, yeah. that, that's what his usta said, yeah. right? So basically, that was it. And people were good. How dare you? <laughs> that's that's. <laughs> I, I, just for the record, I come from a Muslim family, from mm. Muslim country. We make the same jokes. Exactly. That is not even a. That's not even a, an offensive joke to anybody. Yeah, and that was not even the joke. That's the a, joke. Yeah. That, that, that was kind of like the opening, exactly. like you know, opening line, and yeah. it was hilarious because people yeah. laughed, everybody laughed, and it's true because when they posted out this, look at this man making fun of Islam. Everybody who quote tweeted that said, "Yeah, my ustad told me the same thing." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy who posted it is like, who's your ustaz? Yeah. I, I, he shouldn't have said that. And after 300 people saying the same thing, he was like, oh, yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> right? So, yeah, but so that was one. And there was another one that he, uh, that uh, another joke that was quite funny as well. And I cannot remember it, so I won't say it. And there was another one that he actually got in trouble for, which was basically saying that he's half, no, he's quarter Malay, quarter Turkish, Quarter Dutch and quarter Chinese. You know what that makes me? A Bumiputra. Now, uh, to explain what Bumiputra is, Bumiputra is basically the indigenous people of Malaysia. Mm. Right? So basically, the Malays uh, get special privileges as the indigenous people. Right. In a way. Although they're not indigenous, by the way. We also have indigenous, actual indigenous yeah, people. Yeah, but no one cares yeah, about no them. Yeah, no one cares about them. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's so, the same everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So basically, they get special privileges because when the British left, uh, they left the Malays quite poor. Mm. So it was uh, basically one of those... Reparation? Reparation. A positive Whatever. affirmation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, something like yeah. that. So basically, they get special privileges in businesses, in mm. education, in blah, 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 blah. Mm. So they get more and, you know, the, the minorities don't. Right, so we we kind of already have the upper hand, so we don't need it. Uh, okay, according <laughs> to them, right? But you know, and they were like, "Oh no, that cannot be questioned." Blah blah blah, and so they're very up in arms about it. Right, and that was the one that he was actually arrested for, right? Which is weird because, like, that was not what we thought. But basically, the one that really landed him in trouble was another comic called Ahmed Ahmed. Uh, I'm sure you heard of him. Yeah, he's he's a good friend of mine <laughs> is he okay yeah so uh, i mean you can still talk shit it's fine okay but, yeah no no, no. It's, yeah. It's, it's one of those things where in comedy so he was in the comedy club right uh doing a show and he had ordered a beer mm. and so he was holding a mic so he couldn't kind of open the beer so he kind of passed it to someone to open it for him mm. now it happened so that that someone in the front row was a hijabi lady okay right so there's a picture of him handing a beer to a hijabi lady. Now that picture mm. was the one that kind of crashed everything. Really? Yeah. I didn't know. Like I was following the story, but I didn't know that part. Oh no, that, that that's was... also interesting because Ahmed is also from a Muslim family. Yes, he is. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, that's Muslim on Muslim action there. Yeah, a like, little bit, a little bit. No, but it wasn't his fault because Rizal actually took the picture and put the thing. Look at how you know diverse yeah. comedy oh, see, is. Blah, blah blah blah. Yeah. And to be fair. At that time, it was nobody's fault, really, because it was kind of a cool picture. It was. It was a cool yeah, picture. Yeah, yeah. And we kind of... Out of context, it's yeah. like, it's a cute picture. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And also the fact that we kind of took it easy a little bit because, as we said, we were kind of flying under a radar and sure. everybody was... Everything was great. Everything was, you know, fine and dandy. Comedy was, you know, on the rise. He put that picture up. Nobody said anything. In fact, he got 300 likes. Everybody was like, yay. You mm -hmm. know? And, uh, yeah, but when that... 
when they dug up that picture, they went uh, that really That's crashed. That's the line because every every Muslim comic that was in Malaysia who was in defense of the crack house eventually had to go. Yeah, I can't defend that. Right. You know, and that is something that because the fanatics were just basically, sure. you know, tr- looking for fuel, and that was basically yeah. petrol right there, right? You know, and that kind of to jump forward the bit. So Rizal, it's to the end. The 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 end of that story is basically. The Rizal lost his ability to open any comedy club in Kuala Lumpur. Yes. That's actually the the final verdict. I'm a little confused about. Can okay, you clear so, that up to me? Okay, so basically he is one. Uh, the municipal council that is uh, that gives the business license to mm. to anyone, and it's it's a municipal thing, right? So sure. in Kuala Lumpur is one municipal, and then there's uh, PJ, which is the next municipal. So now in Kuala Lumpur. The municipal council basically went, because that's where the crack house is. Mm. Basically, when uh, Rizal and his business partner Shankar is banned from opening any businesses for life. For life, <laughs> this is so never been open, done. He can't open a pool hall. No. He can't open a sandwich shop. Nope. No. But but Noor can. His yes. Wife. Yes. Because the the business was owned by the crack house. So right. the the thing was that it's never been done before. In the world, yeah, for a municipal council to give a lifetime ban on and, any kind of business, and that's on, insane. Yeah, but the thing is, he can open the next door over because that's a different municipal council. Sure, but it's still stupid though because you can't take away someone's uh, ability to make money or to earn a living. That's that's bullshit, right? So basically, what happened was uh, Rizal and Shankar are counter suing them, and eventually they came out and went like, "Okay, look, we can talk." <laughs> right so that's still going on right nice. that's one case yeah. uh, and then there's another case the crack house is basically shut down mm. not for reasons because the counter if the counter sue and it looks good it would be funny if just like the reason officially on paper for reasons yeah the crack never shut down for reasons <laughs> that's the official explanation <laughs> the, the, the thing is we didn't even have to give an explanation because everybody knows right, right? so basically uh, that if the countersuit is successful we get the license back mm. everything is fine and dandy but it can never reopen Sure, because right. the public will not. You always have the threat of... It's, it's been marred. Like, sure, it's yeah. been tarred with a brush and yeah. basically one of those things where you cannot open it at the same location. Can you just open it with like in a different location with a cheeky name? Yes, you can. Yeah. But I don't think Rizal wants to do that anymore. No, yeah. It's too risky. Yeah. Not, yeah. not only that, but I think uh, he realized that running a club in Malaysia kind of stifled his development a little bit. Actually, I was kind of like, I was telling Andy Curtin about this, like, when that whole thing happened, I was almost kind of happy for him because now it almost freed him as a comedian. Yes. I see him doing a lot more shows oh, now. Oh, yeah, I'm of like, course, yeah. Nice. Yeah, so Rizal is doing a lot more shows. He's a good comic as well. Yeah. Like, obviously, like, having run a comedy club for years, it does stifle your... Yes. Because that's where the real money is. Exactly. And then exactly. a lot of times you're stuck at the club instead of touring or whatever. Yeah. And, and now he can just, like, have the liberty to... To it, take some freedoms. It's not only the money, but you know, for him to do the Melbourne Comedy Festival, yeah. or even he's doing the uh, the the Edinburgh Festival as well later in August. He could never do that because he had to run the club, right? Sure. So basically, you know, now he gets to do all that. So uh, you know, uh, ha- so he's he's happier a little bit doing you know not being able to run a show rather than you know show up and just do a gig and get paid and leave, yeah. right? So he's happy with that. Uh, so it's never gonna there's never gonna be another crack house. By result, at least. There might be another comedy club. There, there is another comedy club that's still running. We'll talk about that later. Mm. Uh, but uh, what do you call that? 
Kakao shut down. Uh, Rizal is actually still going through his uh, uh, charge in court uh, for a joke that I mentioned earlier. So that's still happening. Uh, that's going to go on for years. That's he pleaded not guilty, obviously. Uh, to he's been charged for uh, on the uh, internet law that he posted something that hurt someone's feelings. That's uh. the law, by the way. I'm not even like trying to sugarcoat it or you know yeah. explain it to a five year old. Thou shall not piss me off. Yeah, that is the actual law. <laughs> I am not kidding. This section two three three a having posted something that hurt someone's feelings. That wow. is the actual thing that was debated in parliament. Yeah. For it to be passed. So let me just imagine the situation, right? I see the post. Under the post, you will notice the angry symbol, being clicked upon by majority of the followers. Instead of a thumbs up like, oh no, I, no, not even that. Yeah. It could it could have thousands of likes. It could have millions of likes. Yeah, yeah. yeah if but you were offended and oh, you made a police report, they have to investigate it. Damn. Yeah. I tell you what, every Singaporean post, yeah. <laughs> like I hate that shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, so it, it doesn't that matter. Means I can fuck with everyone in Malaysia. You can. This is, this is a superpower. Yeah. I'm doing that tonight. Yeah, I'm so petty. <laughs> no, but you have to, you have to walk into sing, uh, to a Malaysian police station and actually make a report. Oh, right. That's All the right. only way you get you get some money. <laughs> God so damn it. Basically, what they do is uh, so there are groups NGO of people who basically do this for a living. They make police reports. They, they, they. I, I'm, I'm not kidding as well. What they do is they kind of get together and they go, okay, you make a police report here, and you make a police report here. So the more the more police reports there are, the more likely that it's going to be a problem for the person you're making a report for. So that's what they did. They actually coordinated a, 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 an attack, so to speak. So they they went to multiple police stations and made a police report. So this is why we should all have hobbies. <laughs> if you were busy making like, I don't know, a table or, you know, collecting stamps, you wouldn't have the fucking time to go, hey, all right, guys, okay, let's check this out, all right? We're, we're, we're going to do something, all right? It's the fucking Ocean's Eleven, all right? We're going to make this fucking happen, okay, everybody? All right, you, you, hop, hop, hey, hey, hop, two, hey. Uh, yeah, so, well, I mean... I, I must say it's really a shame the Crack House was yeah. one of the best clubs to go to. Yeah, yeah. I love performing there. I got to do back to back English and Cantonese shows there. Uh, the 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 waffle sorry the the crawfled, wait the toasties whatever they they every oh time. yeah the the, the what's it called like tr- truffle to- something like that something yeah. Like that, yeah some yeah. weird name where I'm like is this an Australian thing that like, yeah it okay. is it is yeah that's one of those things that yeah. was pretty good and yeah the best part of that really was afterwards you go to the tuk tuk and have like the skewers the look look yeah the look look that's what it is yeah, yeah yeah you know and yeah it's a shame that a bunch of people who probably wouldn't have gone to the comedy club anyway yeah. decided ah right, you know what I have no stamps to collect. I don't have a wife or anything in my life. Let me ruin yours. Yes, that, that is basically the, the sentiment that was... I, I, I don't know if you know, the, 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 the whole sandwich thing was uh, phased out in the pandemic. So they had to rebrand as a restaurant because they couldn't have shows. So they had really good pizzas. Ah. Yeah, and they had like dough balls and garlic bread and, and stuff. And, and result really, you know, spruced up the kitchen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it was actually good food as yeah. well there. Yeah. Ah, yeah, so man. yeah, that, that all went to shit. Uh, ah. Yeah, so there's no more uh, Crack House Comedy Club, but there is another comedy club called the Joke Factory. Ah, okay. You, okay you've okay. been, right? I've not done the Joke Factory, no. I haven't done Oh, you're, you're not missing out. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, I mean, the thing is, it's, I'm, I'm really grateful there is the Joke Factory. It's run by Harith Iskandar, hmm. who is basically the biggest comedian in Malaysia. Uh, but, it just, 
it feels gentrified next to the crack house. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. It's it's one of those things where it's it's, it's a proper. Portion. Yeah, it's a yeah. it's it, there is a proper bar. It's in a strip mall, isn't it? Yes, it is in yeah. a strip mall yeah. kind of thing. Uh, it's strip mall sounds small. This sure. is a huge mall, mall, right? Right. Uh, but it's it, it, it's got a bunch of restaurants, and one of it is the Joke Factory, which is it's a great location. We we get a, some good uh, audiences as well. But the thing is that it just doesn't feel the same because of the fact that it's got a proper bar, it's got a proper restaurant. Sure. It's got proper food, uh, which is nice. It doesn't have the greatiness. It doesn't have. It yeah. doesn't like the crack house was like you. You walk in and you think that you're gonna get robbed. Right. Right. But you, yeah. you probably won't. But <laughs> I mean, I I don't want to give the certainty of you. Pro- you won't. But you, well, you know, it's too late. If you walk in right now where the crack house is, you definitely are getting no, it, robbed. It, it's probably rented to an accountant anyway, so it <laughs> yeah. does, it really doesn't matter now. Yeah. But so uh, it's it's there. I mean. You know, we, we still do shows there, mm. but we feel like that we, we lost a little bit of life in the comedy scene in Malaysia. And uh, dude, the, the, the months preceding that situation, we all were scared. Like, mm. you know, every time, like if, if I had to do a public show, like, you know, a ticketed public show, that's fine because I knew these people paid for a ticket to come to a comedy show. There was still a little bit of fear of, I wonder who's coming. Like, I mm. wonder what's going to happen if I did a joke and I didn't really think about it and I did a race joke or I did a... I, I don't do religious jokes, but, you know, what if I did? What if I accidentally said something? Like, you know, what would happen to me? Would I, would I you know, end up in jail as well? There was that fear, especially with corporate gigs because corporate gigs uh, is one of those things where you show up to a co- corporate event and these people kind of showed up without paying for a ticket, right? And you don't know who's coming. Yeah. You don't know who's going to be there. You don't know who's going to be offended by things. So that was really scary as well because the months preceding it, we were just like, oh no, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. And we thought all Malays were angry. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll tell you this, I, Rizal and I have traveled, you know, around Malaysia and we've been to some rural, rural areas where they don't, they have never seen comedy or stuff like that. And every time we go to a place or a restaurant and they recognize us and they go like, oh, you know the whole thing? Oh, it's a shame. You know, we yeah. thought you were funny. Because we, we watch your videos on YouTube and blah, blah, blah. And everybody's been so uh, supportive of, you know, the comedy scene. And also, like, I work in a company. Like, I, I did, I, I'm doing radio. Uh, this radio station is part of Media Prima, which is basically the biggest Malay uh, TV station. Right. right. But they, everybody works there, predominantly Malay. So, and every Malay person that I met, didn't really have a problem with it. Like, did not have a problem. They had a problem with what she did, right? Yeah. Like, like you, you like yeah. you, you know, you, you, you it's yeah, offensive. Of yeah, it is offensive. Yeah. But you're like, ah, yeah. You know, yeah, that's her opinion. Yeah. Fuck her. Did she? Yeah. Last, last question because we're running a little long. Did right. Did she get in trouble? Yes, she is also charged in court. And her boyfriend as well. Okay, uh, good. The, the boyfriend is charged with the same thing that Rizal is charged because, mm. uh, you know, the internet law of mm. posting something that, you know, you hurt the feelings of someone. Right. She, however, is charged with a more serious charge of... Uh, Indecent exposure? No. Uh, oh. It is basically uh, to insult Islam. Oh, yeah, that's to a To insult one. a religion, right? Yeah, yeah, now, the thing one. is, with results and the boyfriend's charge is basically a minimum of... So you you get a maximum fine of fifty thousand or or mm. a maximum of four years in jail. Mm. Now that's only a maximum. There's no minimum. Sure, you can get away with a two hundred ringgit fine, right? Mm. That's fine. Uh, but hers is a minimum of one year jail. 
Right. Right. But however, recent developments is that she pleaded guilty and she's gonna get a much much get a deal basically. Yeah, better like get a deal. Get a couple months or something like no, that. No, she probably won't even get that. She'll probably get probation and right. uh, a fine. Right. And 8, is she still 8, trying 5. to like fuck up other businesses? Like, she, uh, is yeah. that just her brand? I I don't think she can anymore. She, she they, by the way, they're still doing videos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You still can go on the YouTube page and they're still doing videos. It's Dude, fine. I really want like if she goes into jail, first day in like the orange jail suit, gets in there. She's like, all right, I'm in the female penitentiary. Take the suit up. My dick is here. I'm a guy, bitches. <laughs> 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 I'm going to have some fun tonight. <laughs> yeah, so I, I can imagine that happening. No, she, she's not going to jail. Ah. She, she's just received an 8,000 ringgit fine, which is about 16,000 Hong Kong yeah, dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, if she doesn't pay that fine, then she gets four months in jail. Can we can can we all give her a fake checkbook? So she <laughs> thinks she did pay for it. No, the didn't. thing is, she, she has a, a crowd funding thing like a GoFundMe wow yeah and a lot of you know people did give her mo- give money for her bail which is 50,000 50, that is so insane yeah that she has the audacity to get a crowdfunding yeah and she probably has different tiers no there's a lot of there's a lot of liberals and I, I don't say that in a no, I guess, offensive I guess. way but there's a lot of liberal people who basically went like look you freedom of speech to, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's a, it's a freedom of speech thing yeah. but what I'm saying is like so after what she's done the consequences then I'm I'm very curious to see the different tier system in her crowdfunding yeah. hey one dollar give me a high five <laughs> you know for five dollars you'll get like a piece of the clothes you know for ten dollars I'll write a letter to your friend or something like that <laughs> wow I can just imagine that so I'll, good I'll do your gender reveal party exactly yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly yeah we'll do that and like she, the gender reveal is there's no baby <laughs> it's dead yeah all right. man well okay well hopefully now we've all got to learn to appreciate comedy in general yeah, a little bit, yeah. that there is um, it's a real shame I must say Crack House was fantastic it's a shame but I'm still confident with the scene the, the comedians as well will somehow come together and do something for oh, no. regardless of whatever. I, I think the comedy scene has thrived after that incident. I think, yeah. you know, we got a lot of uh, views. We got a lot of people who basically came out in support as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, and we got corporate gigs, which is great. Like, yeah, yeah, a lot of people come. were like, oh yeah, you know whatever it is, but yeah, just, yeah. just don't do those jokes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I've yeah. never taken off a hijab in yeah, my life. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so they were like, yeah. You can fine. probably use a hijab with that head anyway. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh <laughs> yeah, and with that, <laughs> let's end on a glare. <laughs> all right. Well, anyway, so thank you very much for the insight on all that stuff. No worries, uh, no worries. Yeah, it's good to see the good. The best part is to still see the comedians active oh, yeah. after all this stuff. And I do believe that everybody will. So what I always find the last thing I want to say is that these kind of things really test you if this is what you want to do. You know, like if you want to be a comedian, these are the tests saying, are you sure? Because you're going to have to go through this stuff. And if after this you still do it, I think that's a very, very real answer of saying, yeah, this is what I want to do. So yeah. the next kind of earthquake we'll deal with, trust me, I still have a whole bunch of jokes ready to to talk about afterwards. Oh, yeah. And, um, and, and, you know, the best thing about it came, that came out from this, a lot more venues that it's not comedy clubs, but it's basically one of those things where everybody just went, oh, you, bro, if you miss the crack house, do it here. Ah. If you miss the crack house, do it here. Everybody was just like, do it here. Don't worry. All right. So coming next Chinese New Year, I'm going to film myself on stage. Okay. I'm going to film myself on stage, giving out empty Lysi packets. Right. Hoping for bad luck on everybody, <laughs> and hopefully that goes viral. Yeah. The government says you are never gonna do this kind of comedy ever again, and then all the other venues are like, "Look, man, we want to pay you to give empty license packs to my family because I hate this uncle. Do this for me and everything. Yeah, it'll happen." But well, okay. So silver lining, 
Is some good things yeah. came out of that yeah. as well. That's a good sign as well. So uh, I just want to ask the, for the final two uh, Muslims in the room. Clearly, I'm not one of them. Do you Neither have am I. Oh, sorry. What am I saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I, okay. I don't know if you wa- if you've seen my arms. <laughs> <laughs> I have been drinking tonight. Yeah, well, fair enough. <laughs> so clearly, I'm not the Muslim <laughs> by saying. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna take heroin at the back there after this. <laughs> yes, this will in turn become the crack house. <laughs> All right, thanks so much, man. It was a pleasure. No worries. Good luck with everything. So, so what's the what's the Muslim question you wanna ask? Uh, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I thought better about it. I'm like, wait a second, I better not do that. <laughs> I'll leave it, man. <laughs>